Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, Convention of State supporters, and welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I will be your host for this episode. And as you may have noticed, Rita Peters is not with us. My co-host, unfortunately, is not here. She'll be back next week. So I'll be holding down the fort alone, but I assure you it's still going to be a good episode. Uh, let us know what state you are tuning in from right now. We are streaming live on Facebook, Rumble, and, of course, Twitter. Uh, type a comment in the bottom. Let us know where you're tuning in from. We'd love to hear from you. And while you're at it, make sure you send out a rumble, a like, a retweet, or a share wherever you're tuning in from. We need to get this message out about the Article 5 Convention of States. Of course, it is the secret weapon that the founders gifted to us. And we have to call it to put the federal government back in its constitutional box that it's supposed to be in. We had victory in Virginia. You may have heard about the governor race that was uh, the very popularized race that was going on. All the eyes of the nation were watching Virginia. Uh, but you may not have known that Convention of States helped in a big way in target races, and we helped uh, change some of the state legislative seats there. Uh, we're going to have one of our legislative liaisons from Virginia to give us the scoop. He's going to tell us about how Convention of States helped secure some victories in the House of Delegates in the Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, we also have today's edition of COS Field Reports. We're going to be featuring an inspiring story from Julia, uh, Julie in Louisiana. And of course, before we get to all of those uh, agenda items, we do have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. And I see you're flying solo today, and I'm sure you're going to do an incredible job. And I understand that you're going to be visiting with Chris Walker today, the legislative liaison from the state of Virginia, to talk about the incredible things that have happened in Virginia and the contributions that our Convention of States grassroots activists have made. It's going to be a really exciting show. And I guess I should start off by giving our trivia question and I hope that many of you come so you can stretch your brains a little bit and see how well you fare each week when we give something away. This week, I'm going to give away one of my favorite shirts. And this is it right here, the Come and Make Me shirt. And the reason I like it so much is because it really does stimulate conversation. I have some strong feelings, not so much about whether or not you should take the vaccine, because if you want to take the vaccine, you absolutely should. However, I believe that you should make that healthcare decision and not leave it up to the nanny state to tell you what is best for you and your health. And so this brings up incredible conversation. And it's great because I can almost always find common ground with people who bring it up. So you can have one of these shirts if you answer the question. And of course, if you don't, all you have to do is go to shopconventionofstates.com. And you can pick one up right now. This is currently one of our most popular shirts because it really does get to the point of what's happening right now. And it helps us to understand that we're in this fight for self-governance and freedom. So now I'm going to give you our latest question. And this is a really great question because many of us know that our Constitution has been amended 27 times. It's been amended 27 times by our Congress, not using the second provision of Article 5 like we're all fighting to do. 
but it's very interesting to know. And our trivia question is, when was the most recent amendment to the Constitution ratified? Now, there's a big gulf between when it was proposed and when it was ratified. And I'll, I'll give you the, the, the choice, multiple choice question. That's what I was looking for. So A, was it ratified in 1977? B, was it ratified in 1992? C, 2007? And D, 1789? What a nice guy I am to give away or to take out with my clue there one of the answers that probably doesn't fit with the others. But either case... Take a stab at it if you don't know for sure. Let's get the conversation going in the notes, which is always super fun. And I'll be back at the end of the show to give you the answer, and we'll see who won this incredible Come and Make Me t-shirt. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, before we get to our interview today, we're going to transition over to Julie. He's going to share an inspiring story. And of course, Julie comes from Louisiana. She's part of the COS volunteer team there. So Julie, over to you. My name is Julie, and I am with Convention of States, and I joined Convention of States because I was so upset with the direction that our country was going, and I realized that I had had the pleasure of growing up in a country where our rights were still respected, and that my children and grandchildren were not having that um, blessing and that I needed to do something about it, but I didn't know what to do. I would wring my hands and worry and say, what can I do about this? And there seemed to be nothing. So one day I was listening to the radio and I heard Dr. James Dobson talk about Convention of States. And he explained how um, we as a people, according to the Constitution and Article 5, could actually do something about the issues in our in our government that we had um, objections to. And so I did, I called and um, I found out that I could sign the petition which would call for uh, amendments to the Constitution. And I volunteered because I thought, well, I can't just sign the petition and not do anything. So I did volunteer and get active with Convention of States and I'm so very thankful that I did that because I've found a group of people that I can work with to make a difference in our state and in our national government as well. Well, today we are joined on the program by Chris Walker, who is a legislative liaison uh, at Virginia. Uh, thank you for joining us, Chris. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, so my first question that I want to ask you, it's like on the top of everyone's minds, is the Virginia election. A lot of people said that it was a bellwether state, that it was a presage for 2022. How do you feel that it went? And do you feel that this was a historic election with all of the, uh, the nation's eyes on you and your fellow Virginians? Well, uh, thank, thanks for having me on, Andrew. Mm -hmm. um, yes, absolutely. Uh, I do believe it was a historic day. Um, you know, I've been a part of the, the grassroots with Convention of States for uh, since about 2015 with various different roles. Um, I've had some experience in uh, engaging the mood of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, and I tell you, over the last several months, you know, I just could, could feel that uh, the, the constituency was dissatisfied with the direction that the state was going. 
And uh, of course, there's events that uh, surrounding uh, what happened in Loudoun County uh, really helped to move things forward as well. But um, but yeah, the, the, the uh, it was just more fuel to the fire. And and so yes, I'm I'm not surprised by the by the results. Uh, I, I saw a lot of energy um, in the grassroots. And um, so yes, November second was a was a very big day for Virginia, and it was a historic day. Um, yeah, I can really see that there was so much energy in this election and the uh, Virginians there were just galvanized because of lots of events that happened. You kind of named a few there. Um, I want to talk about a couple of the efforts there in Virginia. One was the campaign efforts. Another one was the get out the vote. Let's start with the campaign efforts. First, there were uh, four uh, um, COS helped uh, make calls for four candidates uh, to help uh, flip the state legislature. Why was that important for you and your team, and what were those results? Well, uh, yes, the, the, the first off, the, the ability to even uh, be able to campaign was was a major um, a major first thing. Uh, as as you know, um, our the, the most of the functions that we do, are, uh, well, well, all the functions that we've we've done up to this point have been. Um, nonpartisan in nature and um, the, the ability to be able to campaign for any particular candidate uh, is 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 new uh, and, and of course if you're a volunteer um, you got to understand that you are not allowed to do any sort of campaigning without the approval uh, from national and each particular thing any, any particular thing that that you would like to campaign uh, any, uh, that, that has got to be done with the approval of uh, of national, but uh, so that that's that's the first thing. Um, the, secondly, um, it was very important to the team because, of course, it allowed us an opportunity to influence uh, the the election. Um, you know, we there was several uh, races that we would have liked to have gotten involved in. Uh, we had to deliberate uh, uh, for quite a while before we before we uh, got it down to four that we would decided we would put our efforts into, and um, you know it was it was it was basically the 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 methodology that we were using was um, how how much how much strength that we felt like we could generate in each of those uh, different areas of, of the state. And uh, that, that's where we felt like we had we had strength to what we could actually do 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 some good. Um, yes, the the as far as um, those four the four districts you were asking about, um, House District Twelve uh, in the Blacksburg area was was one of those. House District Forty in Northern Virginia, uh, House District Eighty Five in Virginia Beach, and then House District Sixty Six uh, in the uh, the Richmond area were the four that we identified. Um, uh, low propensity, uh, like-minded voters in those districts that we would we would go after uh, and engage in both uh, door knocking uh, and using our phone banking uh, app. We um, we we knocked on uh, with three hundred and twenty doors, um, and then we made about three thousand phone calls in those four districts. So, um, so it was, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a, a, a very, very large effort. And if you don't mind, I'd like to, I'd like to say a, a, a thank you to our, to our grassroots, uh, and in particular, a few of these leaders that, uh, that really stepped up, um, for this effort, uh, Russ Beyer, Warren Wheeler, 
uh, David Raymond, Bob Beard, Nancy Koenig, Douglas Pulley, Maria Collier, uh, Gary Seister, Jane Hansen, Sharon Dowdy, Julia Tolino, Carmel Paris, uh, Cameron Buchanan, Thomas Black, and Benjamin Poe. Uh, they all went over and above. And I know there was others that we may have, have uh, missed, but um, but as far as the results, uh, in in the, the the candidate that we were supporting in House District Twelve, which is the Blacksburg area. Uh, uh, he defeated Chris Hurst, who was the incumbent. Um, and it was, uh, an, uh, all, all of these, uh, candidates that, uh, that they, they were supportive of convention of states and the, uh, they were, uh, going up against opposition, uh, that was, uh, anti convention of states. So, so we've, we've, we've made a lot of headway with, with, uh, with a whip, with a whip count. Um, so that's, that's another great thing. Uh, Karen Greenhall. Uh, won her race uh, against the incumbent Alan Askew in House District 85 in the Virginia Beach area. Uh, Mike Cherry, uh, he won his race against Katie Sponsler in House District 66 in the Richmond area. And then uh, Harold Pion uh, lost his race against Dan Helmer in House District 40. Um, we knew that one, was, I mean, they were all uh, competitive um, but they they were they were they were favored to go uh, to the opponent, um, but they were in in District Forty it was it was a more of a long shot than the other three, um, mm -hmm. but uh, but we made 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 a very good showing uh, still yet, uh, very proud of of our team and uh, all the effort that, that that our guys put put in. So, um, yes. Yeah, that is just amazing to hear, especially when you talked about all the door knocking, all the phone calls made, and just the grassroots on the ground, putting in the hard work, uh, just being really diligent in this election. It's really amazing to see the power that our grassroots army has, especially when you direct them at uh, these campaign efforts. And I'm really happy that you also said at the front end that campaign is something, campaigning is something that we really have to be careful with and that we have to have explicit approval from national and from our legal team before we do any type of campaigning. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that. And from what I heard, it sounds like three of the four districts that we targeted, we had a, we were able to secure a victory in those three. So that's, that's amazing great. to hear. Um, that's great, three out of four. Um, specifically, one of the districts that was targeted, uh, we were able to get um, uh, someone, someone who was who used to be a district captain, correct? One of the the districts uh, who yes. uh, won against the incumbent. That, that's correct. That's correct. Um, Karen Greenhall, um, she was the candidate in House District eighty five, um, in, in the Virginia Beach area. Uh, she she was a, a district captain. She developed very quickly into a uh, an effective leader uh, for the grassroots uh, in in her area. Um, you know, we, we had expected uh, big things from her, you know, very, very quickly after she joined on um, and she did not disappoint us. We didn't we did not expect her to run for office, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, but but she sure did. And um, and once she made that decision, she put her nose to the grindstone and and uh, she was she was a, a hard, hard worker. Um, so uh, so it's, it's 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 great that we were able to help her uh, in her race. Um, you know, we we uh, are expecting her to be a leader uh, in the House of Delegates now, and mm -hmm. uh, feel feel very confident that she will be. 
So um, yes, we're, we're, we're extremely, extremely excited to see one of our own uh, uh, actually run for office and then to be able to win. So it's first first district captain that we're aware of that's, that's ran and they were successful. So excellent. That is outstanding to hear uh, one of our own uh, previous district captain, a volunteer for the organization, just working hard, doing yeoman's work, and then running for office and securing a victory and being a part of the House of Delegates. That is just absolutely amazing to hear. And I'm sure she's going to be a champion for Convention of States moving forward. Um, so let's turn over to the get out the vote effort, because that was huge in Virginia as well. It's my understanding that uh, Virginians are volunteers in Virginia made over 7,000 phone calls. Is that correct? Well, it was, there were 30 states that were involved in, in this effort. Um, mm. You know, uh, t Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida. Uh, I mean, they, they made about 4,500 out of the 7,500 calls mm. that, 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 uh, that came in on that, on that get out the vote effort. Yes. Virginia also participated in that. But um, but the, but those five states were the did the did the majority. But but I mean we the, and I and I I don't, I, did, I don't have the whole list in front of me of, of everybody that uh, that that participated. I want to thank you, thank you know, all the states that that helped helped uh, with our effort. Um, but yes, they they were uh, going to con contacting uh, low propensity voters in uh, in ten uh, districts uh, that that were um, competitive. Um, and, uh, and so th their, their, their efforts were definitely a big help as well. Um, but yeah, we need to make a clear distinction between that, uh, get out the vote effort, uh, and the campaigning, uh, effort. Cause they, they were, they were simply to get those folks to get out and vote. Yeah, that was mm. the, 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 get out, the, get out the vote effort. Um, a part of that though, I want to say a special thank you also to, uh, the top, our top five callers from out of state. Uh, Merle Archer of Tennessee, he he made 12, 1,239 calls. Uh, Sheila R Ryland of South Carolina, uh, 335 calls. Uh, Jim Hoff of South Carolina with 315 calls. Rob Rodman uh, of Georgia with 297 calls. And Andrew Looker of North Carolina with 257 calls. So thank you so much. And I know there's so many more that did another, a tremendous, tremendous amount of, of effort, a tremendous amount of work. Um, but thank you very much to, to all of those. Yes. And I'm really happy that you brought in all the other volunteers from out of state and just, this was a team effort. And I'm just so happy that you are spreading so much love on the grassroots and all that they do. I mean, the grassroots in Virginia and all across the country are just absolutely amazing. It's, it's great to see what a grassroots activist can do. If you give them the proper direction and if you give them the proper resources, we can make anything happen. And it just gives me so much hope looking forward to the COS resolution being introduced uh, in various state legislatures in the future. And, and in fact, let's turn to that for a second because um, the uh, uh, volunteers in Virginia, they must be very thrilled with this result. Uh, what are the next steps for the, the volunteers in Virginia as we look to introduce the COS resolution into the legislature in Richmond? Yes, uh, and, and yes, we are very, very excited, very, very op optimistic about 2022. Um, we do have a good shot at passing our resolution. Uh, there's a slim majority uh, that, that each party has. Uh, in in the in the two houses, you know the 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 House uh, of Delegates is now uh, controlled by the Republican, uh, and now the Senate is is, is a slim 
a majority of uh, control by the Democrats. Uh, the lieutenant governor uh, is now a uh, Republican um, that, and who would, who would uh, break any ties in the Senate. Um, uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be very, very, uh, very, very interesting what happens. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of hard work. We, we're, 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 it's, this is not going to be a cakewalk by, by mm-hmm. any means. Um, but, uh, but yes, we will be coordinating with our chief co-sponsor, our chief sponsor, uh, Delegate Ronnie Campbell, uh, to introduce our, uh, our resolution, um, and to help develop our legislative strategy for 2022. Um, and, uh, you know, we know it's, it's going to, it's going to be tough, but, but we think we can get it done. Um, mm-hmm. also 2022 is going to be another election year, uh, for the, for the house, uh, because of the, the redistricting that is going on. So, um, so that could coincide, you know, with, with other national elections as well to, so there, there, there may be some, um, you know, some of those, those outside forces could, could have some effect, uh, as well on the Virginia elections in 2022. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of dynamics at play, a lot of, a lot of opportunities to get involved, um, in some more election contests as well. Mm-hmm. So we're, we are excited. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I'm really uh, happy that you brought up the fact that this is no cakewalk. Um, in Virginia and all across the nation, calling a convention of states is not an easy thing. The founders made it difficult for good reasons. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because it segues perfectly into my last question for you, Chris. Um, as you're kind of moving forward, what do you have? What do you have to say to the viewers who are tuning in right now who are from Virginia, who are not yet volunteers? What is your call to action so that you can get more boots on the ground in Virginia, uh, helping you to pass the CUS resolution in the state legislature? Well, first, I would say thank you for for signing the petition, um, and and they are not alone. Uh, there are over seventy thousand uh, supporters uh, for convention of states here in Virginia. Um, I would I would say first off, call and email. Uh, your your delegates, your senators, and your uh, delegate elects um, schedule appointments. Uh, set up set up appointments. You know to uh, to meet with them, and talk with them, and uh, uh, encourage them to uh, to support our resolution. Um, handwritten letters are great. Mm. Uh, send send handwritten letters to your to your legislators as well. Uh, tell your friends and family to uh, to get onto the Convention of States website and sign their petition. Um, join and become a leader. You know, we have uh, over 200 people in uh, in leadership here in Virginia now. Uh, various roles. Uh, district captain uh, is always needed. Um, Follow up team members, but there, but you can you can go to the website conventionofstates.com, and in the top you're going to find. Uh, the the take action uh, link that uh, may come up as a big red button or it may just be on the top, but click that click that take action and then you're going to see either join a volunteer team or uh, be a leader. I would encourage you to uh, in- investigate both of those options. Look for something that uh, that you think that you could do. Um, everybody can do something. Everybody can do something to to help us. Um, there's also options there to to join a webinar. They do a, a nightly webinar to, to tell, tell you more about Convention of States. Uh, there's also the option to call and email your legislator from there. Um, breakfast. We have breakfasts all across the state. Uh, check out our Facebook page. 
uh, Convention of States, Virginia, um, and you'll you'll see the the events that will be uh, uh, shown there. And then we try to send out email uh, uh, um, invitations as well to those mm-hmm. breakfasts. That's a great great opportunity to get together with uh, with uh, with uh, like minded patriots and mm-hmm. uh, kind of make a make make a plan for your for your area. And if you don't see any any breakfasts, you know, in your area. That means we need you to uh, to get started and uh, become a district captain and make get 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 breakfast started in your area. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and a big congratulations to you, the volunteers, and the supporters in Virginia on all the work that you did and just enjoying the fruits of all of your labor. Uh, just congratulations to you, and thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, we are going to transition now to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer to our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you. Thanks, Andrew. What a great show. I hope you guys all enjoyed seeing Chris Walker and Andrew talk about all the cool things that are happening in Virginia, not to mention all the things that are happening throughout the nation, some of which is a result of what's happened in Virginia. If you can remember way back to the beginning of the show, our giveaway question for one of these come and make me shirts and don't get too salty if you didn't make that cut or you didn't win that one shirt because you can get this shirt. There's actually a choice of colors at the COS store. And if you go to shopconventionofstates.com, you can get this, which is my favorite shirt right now, the come and make me shirt and pick it up right now if you weren't the one who won our trivia question. And you remember our question was the most recent amendment to the constitution is the 27th. The question is, when was that ratified? And we gave you some multiple choice questions. A, 1977, B, 1992, C, 2007, and D, 1789. And the answer to that is B, 1992 and the 27th amendment was was ratified which means that we had 38 states that all agreed that this should become part of our constitution. And the 27th Amendment set a limit on how often Congress can raise its own pay. It was actually part of the original package of amendments proposed back in 1789. That was the one that certainly wasn't part of the ratification, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, that became known, of course, as the Bill of Rights, but it wasn't approved by three quarters of the states until a graduate student in Texas, believe it or not, decided to ask state legislators to ratify the amendment. The cool thing about this is it means that now with this amendment to the Constitution, legislators cannot vote themselves a pay raise until the next session, which I think is kind of a cool amendment. Anyway, Convention of States is also a citizen-led movement, and we're hoping to propose a package of amendments that would limit the size, the scope, and the jurisdiction of the federal government. It could impose term limits on the federal government. It could impose fiscal restraints on the federal government. And imagine how cool it would be if one of those amendments had something to do with term limits for bureaucrats, unelected officials, for elected officials like legislators, or what about judges, even Supreme Court judges? Those are all germane to our our package of proposals that could come from an Article 5 convention, thanks to all of your hard work. I believe we're going to get there, and it's super exciting. Andrew, thanks for having me, and back to you. 
All right, well, we're going to go ahead and sign off. We had an amazing program today. We got to hear from Julie and we got to hear from Chris and the amazing news that's going on in Virginia and, of course, in uh, Louisiana. Uh, but we do this episode, we do this uh, Facebook Live every week to reach, teach, and activate uh, the COS supporters and share with them this amazing gift that the Founding Fathers gave to us in Article 5. And we want to use Article 5 to empower you we want to empower you with the constitutional gift that the founders gave to us. The framers knew that we would be in this situation. They knew that one day there might be a federal government that went beyond its authority. They knew that one day there might be out of control spending. There might be an out of control Congress that fails to act. And they knew that there might be something like career politicians who cared more about their power and less about we the people. But that's why the founding fathers gave article five to us, we the people to call a convention. If you're ready to get involved in this organization, if you're if you're tired of just throwing shoes at the television, getting angry about the uh, about the news and different things that politicians are doing, taking away your freedoms and spending your hard-earned money, then maybe it's time for you to get involved. Maybe it's time to be changed from just a mere voter to a citizen activist. Maybe it's time for you to join the thousands of volunteers that we have right now across the country who are making a difference and who are attempting to save our republic if you if this inspires you if what chris was saying and if what what happened in virginia inspires you i i encourage you to get involved right now millions of americans have signed the petition to have their state legislators vote yes on cos but we need boots on the ground we need to grow a grassroots army that is going to call a convention of states so go to www.conventionofstates.com. Sign the petition if you haven't done that already. After you do that, go to the Take Action page. Look at all of the different volunteer positions that we have. Maybe you want to be a leader within your community. Maybe you want to be the driving tip of the sphere, helping to call the very first Article 5 Convention of States. Again, go to www.conventionofstates.com. While you're at it, make sure that you're following us on all the different uh, social media pages that we are on. Follow us on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, Instagram. We're also on TikTok now. Wherever you get your social media buzz, make sure that you're liking, sharing, and of course, following all of the COS content. Uh, if you'd like to listen to this program and other historic legacy media, you can do that on our new podcast, Shirts Convention of States on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Podbean, Amazon Music, or Audible. Make sure that when you go there and listen to the content that you leave a five-star review because that's how we grow the show. The show. Uh, if you want to bypass big tech, if you're tired of big tech censorship and you still want to get important COS news, make sure that you text START to 54555. Again, that's START to 54555 to bypass big tech and their censorship. Also, you need to check out the battle cry with COS co-founder Mark Meckler. You'll get your dose of Mark. You'll hear about what's going on with COS. You'll hear about what's going on around the nation as well. It's amazing. It comes on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure to check out the battle cry. We will see you next Tuesday for another edition of COS Live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, stop looking to politicians in D.C. to restore the republic. If you really want to know who's going to change the republic, look in the mirror because it's going to be you. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.